This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a Thursday and uh, the Steelers uh, get their second day of practice in this week uh, for the game on Sunday against the uh, Detroit Lions. And um, interesting injury report today, Matt. Yeah, I saw it. Let's go through it. Little uh, Ben Roethlisberger did not practice again. Uh, that's the second day mm-hmm. in a row this week that he didn't practice. That that doesn't shock me after... After a Monday nighter. Yeah, after, after the Monday nighter, after the, the right shoulder injury kind of cropped up mm-hmm. last uh, last Friday. Um, Clay, Chase Claypool did not practice again today. I don't think it looks good for him to play in this one. I don't know that I... I kind of thought that from the start. Like, just reading the reports. And I mean, I wasn't there like you, but it's like... I bet this is a James Washington day and a lot of double tight ends, maybe even an extra lineman, not a lot of three receiver sets, feature Deontay, feature Najee, feature Fryermuth, try to get Claypool right. I mean, he's made some plays, but the last couple weeks Claypool hasn't quite been himself. I mean, I'm not saying treat this game like a bye week. That's how you get in trouble, but it's a good one to sit him down for. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. If you look at this uh, Dolphins team, I'm watching the – Previous yeah. year, and uh, if you look at this Lions team, um, fifteen point three yards per catch oh, to opposing yeah. wide receivers. Yeah, there's some it's the worst in the numbers. league. Yeah, astronomical numbers. I mean, I mean you should be able. Their secondary is terrible. Their pass yeah. rush is bad. I mean, there's other than that, it's great. <laughs> that, yeah. It's really, really Actually good. Give up one hundred thirty-five yards a game on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, by average, they lose every game by fourteen points. I mean, yeah. like there's so many numbers that are just. Staggering, really, but the the past defense ones are at the top of the list of unbelievable numbers. Two interesting ones though this week: the guys who were added to, to the injury report today. Now, as I mentioned yesterday, the Steelers had a walkthrough. Yeah, on right, right. They, they didn't do so much. So it wasn't right. wasn't like they had a full practice. Today was a full practice. Najee Harris limited today with a foot issue. I don't think that's going to be something sure. that I think that's probably a main, more of a maintenance day than anything. Uh, Kendrick Green with a hamstring. Hmm. Um, You know, so you got some guys who are a little nicked up coming out of that Monday night game. Again, neither one of those guys were listed on yesterday's injury report. So today uh, they were as fresh injuries. Injuries this week are interesting just because that's not the first time we've dealt with this, obviously. But Monday night, but then you have a bad opponent, you know, like – but you can't. But you can't just be like, ah, we'll, be we'll just sit all these guys right, and right. you know use this as an extra bye week. It doesn't work that it doesn't way. Doesn't work that way. That's yeah. how you get in trouble. And you don't want Green out of the lineup, and you certainly don't want Harris out of the lineup, or Ben, or you know, I mean, not any of these guys. I mean, I guess tomorrow's more like a normal Thursday. Correct. You yeah. Know, just the way they're going to handle things, even though they play Sunday. Um, I would imagine tomorrow's when you. Really get an inclination who's, yeah. who's playing and who's not. Yeah, well, and tomorrow they got to come out with their final injury report as well. Because, true, true. So, true. yeah, you'll you'll know for sure. Uh, Eric Ebron, though, is a full participant today. Okay. That, to me— That's big with the Claypool news. That's what—you uh, yeah. know, I wrote about that earlier in the week. I, you know, I said, look, if, if Claypool can't play, getting Ebron back helps offset that a little mm-hmm. bit. And everybody, whoa, he's not the same position. Like him, right. I said, you got to look at Ebron for what he is. Right. You're short on wide receivers. If you're playing— the Lions and your top three receivers 
but you just missed out of the picture. Remind, right, right, right. Take Chase Claypool out of the picture now, and all of a sudden you've got Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Ray Ray McLeod bumps up to your number three guy, mm-hmm. and Cody White's your four. That's pretty thin. That's pretty darn thin. And I understand Ray Ray's role here, but when he plays a lot of snaps, he gets exposed, yeah. and he's not going to help at all blocking. We know these things. Right. And as re- wide receivers go, Ebron's a pretty good blocker. He yeah. might not be right. Mark Bruner, yeah. you know, but I mean, he's he a, could get in the way and you know, do some things. And he's a big target that that and can, he could be the juju slot guy, right? You know, Claypool took a lot of that too. You know, like who's going to line up in the slot? Just Ray Ray? Is that your only slot? Yeah, option? Be, well, because like now with 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 Claypool not there, you got to have Johnson and, and Washington as your outside guys. They're going to play like every snap. Yeah, right, right, right. Which I'm fine with. I mean, you can yeah. live with that considering. Most teams would be a lot worse off if you lost two of your top three, you know, than than Deontay and Washington. But it is nice to have Ebron back, you right? Know, I mean, it's the more pass catchers, the better. No, without question. You know, I mean, this can't is a terrible pass defense. I mean, just just imagine that Najee Harris doesn't play as well. I'm not saying that that's going to be the yeah. case, but now all of a sudden it's it's Kalen Balaj and Benny Snell. Yeah, who's touching the ball with on your Deontay offense? Johnson and? <laughs> <laughs> James Washington, that's that's not a very talented no, group no. Of, uh, of players. I, I know the offense has made some progress, but th- this isn't Aaron Rodgers elevating Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard right. week after week. I mean, like, there's not much room for error here. And if you're the, the, the guys carrying the football are below average at their job. Now I'm worried. Yeah, now <laughs> you know you, now you've got a problem with right, this, right. This, this winless Lions team. And it sounds like, I mean, if we assume Claypool's out, Deontay's going to get more attention. They may not be great players, but they're going to scheme they're around gonna him. They're going to double him. They're going to double him yeah. a lot. You know, so you're the Washingtons and Ebrons of the world are going to have to exploit some single coverage. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, you can also use Firemuth in that regard mm-hmm. as well. Uh, maybe play more 12 personnel. And I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe again, even some 13. Maybe yeah. some thirteen, yeah. yeah. With Ebron, people people don't know that's three tight ends, using Gentry, him like a wide receiver, moves. right? You know, wouldn't break my heart to see Banner out there as a sixth offensive lineman too. You know, yeah, I mean, unless you're going to see that. That's I, I know we've, we talked about that with last. Now you're yesterday. getting really now, big and slow on your. <laughs> how big and what? And yeah. let's, maybe we'll uh, line up bugs at fullback and see yeah, how slow we can get. Nineteen twenty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which would be about the last time that the Lions beat the Steelers at pretty crazy in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 1955 was, was the last it? time this, the Lions came into Pittsburgh and actually won a game. Okay. 1955. I, I did my series history, but I didn't realize the home away thing was that drastic. It's I mean, really drastic. Almost all their wins in the series are when they're the Pittsburgh Pirates or yeah. you know, pre-50s yeah. and you know, the original team. Back when the Lions actually were a, a decent right. football team, when they right, were right, actually right. winning some championships back in the 40s and 50s. Similar to Chicago, but... Even more drastically, you know. Yeah. I mean, they've been really terrible for fifty years. Yeah. Um, Steelers lead the overall series. I believe it's seventeen fourteen. But again, the, the Steelers it's a little misleading. The Steelers have dominated that in the modern era. In the yeah, right, exactly. Since so, you know, from Knoll till now, I don't think it's been but super competitive. But it, it is a game that you do have to be wary of. Heck um, yeah. I went back every week of my uh, preview on on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I, I go back and do a little history lesson. Okay. So it's tough finding a history. I, I try to pick the same venue or at least the same city. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I would be a Steeler Beer home game, or, right? Yeah, um, and against the same these two opponents, and I always try to find something around a similar time of year as well. Okay, you know, 
Is it wintry? Is it nice? Yeah, out? right. Is is it, yeah, right, right, what's right. it going to be like? And of course, the Lions are a dome team, so that matters. That matters, right? Um, and so I, I came up. I'm like, I'm looking and I'm looking. I'm like, and I found the game in 1992. Now, if you remember 1992, the Steelers under Bill Cowher were a, a competitive. They won the AFC North that year, surprisingly. Okay. They okay. were. Uh, they had just come. Uh, off of losing to the Bills up in Buffalo, 28-20. Okay. I was a um, bright-eyed freshman at Pitt Johnstown. Yeah, I was okay. just graduated. So. <laughs> just um, missed each other there, yeah. right. And the Steelers come into that game at 6-3. and three. The Lions were 2-6 and six at that point, I believe. 2-6, and 2-7. and seven. The game ends up 17-14. And the, St- the Steelers forced six turnovers in the game. Wow. And won 17-14. Against Eric Kramer, who was Detroit's backup quarterback at that point. He's at the end. Yeah, okay. he's at the end. Rodney Pete was the starter. He was, okay. he was he's out the young up and comer yeah. that didn't. You know, but you they had guys. They you know, and the Steelers made mistakes in that game. If I, if I look that like back, the Herman and, Moore teams. No, this was. Uh, I'm trying to think of the who had. The, well, Barry Sanders was on the team, but they yeah, hadn't drafted yeah. Herman Moore yet, so it was okay. still. It was a very Barry Sanders-centric team at that point. Makes sense, but that's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had 90 yards rushing. They, they did force a fumble on him. Uh, but the Steelers in that game um, turned the ball over, I believe, down inside the, uh, the Detroit uh, in the red zone. Mm-hmm. They also missed two field goals on bad snaps or mishandled uh, you know, placements on the snaps. Mm-hmm. And they had a 20-yard field goal in the game. Which I mean, they get stopped inside the, the twenty yeah. yarders. Not, you don't see yeah. those very often. Yeah, right. you don't see them at all anymore. Right, right, right. Uh, so they get basically get stopped at the one. Yeah, that's about as short as you can get. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, so they allowed the 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 Lions to hang around. Exactly. You're yeah, exactly. a better football team. You forced six turnovers in a game, and you won seventeen fourteen. Yeah, so you did your own errors yeah. too. Obviously, and there was a seventy three yard touchdown that the Lions had in the game. Obviously, Sanders is a you know, a force a generational back. Right. Um, you can't allow a team like that to hang around. And I brought that one up because, much like those Steelers in 1992, were built to win by running the football and playing defense. They didn't throw the ball a lot. That's kind of the way this team is built. You have a very slim margin for error when you when you play that. That's style. the bottom line. Yeah, it just is. I mean, there aren't the Manning-led Broncos won the Super Bowl sort of recently, but that's not exactly a year or two. And that was a historically great defense, yeah. and you know a veteran quarterback who, was, frankly, was shot. But there, are great teams don't play that way anymore. I mean, no, you get a bounce at the end. You score. Of, you score. You got to be able to come yeah. back, and you know. Um, so it, it, the Steelers can't take anyone for granted. Is the, is the bottom line? More recent games, and we talked about this a little yesterday, that I would certainly be citing if I were Tomlin and the coaching staff in general were. Hey, let's go watch Bills Jags from this past yeah. week. You know, I mean, that was a. Well, I can tell you right now, they the Steelers watched uh, Lions Rams. I was just saying because I've had I've that game has been referenced a number of times okay. by players this week. Like those hey. were the other two on my list. <laughs> yeah. Were going to be Lions Ravens. It goes to overtime, and right. you need the longest field goal in history in a dome to get out of there alive against a very this exact team and Lions Rams where. Surprise they pulled out all side. the stops. Yeah. yeah, surprise on side, two fake punts. Like this is what you're going to see. This is a super aggressive head coach trying to build a culture. They already have some toughness. They have nothing to lose. Nothing. <laughs> you know, I, asked, I actually asked Joe Schobert about it today. Um, you know, because Schobert's been on some 
teams that were some bad, not teams. so good. He's right. been on a you know winless Browns team. He was on a a one in fifteen Jaguars team mm-hmm. last year. They won their opener and then didn't win again. And I said, what's the mindset for a team that that's on a long losing streak like that, or is zero and eight coming off their bye? Uh, he also had two weeks to yeah, prepare, and they're going to do anything. Healthier, you know, right? They're going to do anything they can. They're going to be hungry. They want you know you, mm-hmm. you're a pro. You want to get a win. You know this. And there's no question. There's going to be plays the Steelers have not seen on tape. Yeah, blitz packages, whatever it is, they're going to do things different. So what they were doing wasn't working for one thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what you got nothing. You got nothing to lose again. You, you know, I, I asked Keith. Whatever you can do about to get a win. Uh, you know, I said, do you do you have to be even more on guard for for those something you haven't seen something crazy not just something you haven't seen but something crazy yeah like they saw the wildcat last week against against the bears the bears hadn't shown that right 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 that's not uncommon that's not uncommon but you see that every once in a while it's not a it's not a high you know some somebody comes out runs the wildcat at you you don't see a lot of 80 yard touchdown runs out of the wildcat right of that nature they had a nice big uh, mooney scored but in general yeah that's a good way to get the second and four. But, you, you know, know, end around flea flicker, throwback, t- you know, something like that. Sure. You know, you could definitely see here. And he said, you know, yeah, we got to be, uh, you know, looking out for that kind of stuff. He says, you know, you just hope that if they do run it and, and it works for them, you limit the damage on it. You can't mm-hmm. give up. You can't give up the 70. You can't give them an easy score. Right. It has to be. I mean, know. is there some bottom of the roster guy that you don't know a lot about that, Happens Comes to throw the ball nowhere. really well, yeah. you know, uh, Mohamed Sanu type trick plays yeah. or whatever. You know, boy, this guy was a high school quarterback, and all of a sudden they're having throwback passes. I didn't know he could do that. You know, <laughs> you're going to see all that kind of stuff yeah. in this game, especially Re- early on. Really got to trust your eyes in a game like yeah. this. Special teams in particular. Yeah, I mean, without question. I mean, you mentioned the Rams game; they had three fakes and hit them all, and in, in some way, shape, or form, yeah. onside kicks, things like that. I mean, that's that's got nothing. To that's lose. really playing the uh, the numbers. I mean. Those typically, you're lucky if one of those work. Yeah, right. Let alone right, right, three. Right, right alone three. <laughs> you yeah, exactly. You know, so it, it, is it a dangerous game? By NFL standards, no. You know, but you can't take any team lightly. All You know, you, you also got to put yourself in the mindset of these players, too. And it's really true with, like, a team like Houston that signed a – and that's why Houston did it. Let's sign a bunch of dudes, I mean, an, 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 an incredible number of dudes, to one-year deals <laughs> – and their resume is the tape they put out, you know, and all these right. guys realize I might not be here next year. I might not year. be here, but I want to be somewhere else. I might not be with the team period next year. Yeah. If, you know, who's plucking people off an 0 17 team? You know what I mean? Like, I got to stand out. I got to go out of my way, maybe play to the echo of the whistle, you know, take a liberty or two that I wouldn't have. You know, what do you have to lose? It's kind of like the, the last preseason game in a way. Like, I'm going to get cut. You know, I, I got to save my job for the future here. That being said. Yeah. They're really <laughs> bad. They're really bad. Despite those two games where they, they rose up against two good te- good football teams. The oh, Ravens yeah, yeah. and the Rams. The Rams and the Ravens, right. They've been outscored 244 to 134 this year. Yeah. They've I averaged. Don't have it in front of they me. had 33 points. They scored, I think it was 33 points in their opener, 33-33. I said the opening game wasn't bad. Yeah. They've averaged since 15 the, points a game since then. Yeah. They've been outscored. And given up more than 30. Yes. They've been outscored by 70 points in the last three games. Yeah. And I mentioned before, their average game ends up as a two-touchdown loss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the average. That's, you know, the good mix with the bad. But it's almost like if you look at their at their schedule, good game, bad game. Good game, bad game. Mm-hmm. Good game, bad game. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had the bad game right before bad the bye. It wasn't hard to come by. Yeah, yeah, the Eagles was a really bad game. True. 
And I think the bye makes him a little dangerous from that perspective, too. It'll be a little healthier, all this time to prepare, of course. But, I mean, as they were entering the bye, it looked like, okay, the energy you can only take you so far. There's just not much talent yeah. there. You know what I mean? You've hit the wall. Like, I don't think the good game, bad game thing was going to keep traveling if they didn't get the bye. I think it would be a bad game, maybe worse really game. Really bad game. You know, right, right. Not so bad game, but still bad. Really bad game. You know, the, the defense in particular. Like, I pride myself in knowing this league it's probably the defense I can name the the fewest human beings on, yeah. you know. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like I'm not sure who any of their defensive players are. You know, even like Akuda, out for there. the year. Yeah. You know, he was the fourth pick in the draft last year, out for the year. You know, what I mean, so some of the guys they've invested in this staff or other, they're not getting anything out of either. Yeah, I mean, they're just not great. No, no, not even good. Not even good. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't lose this football game. The Steelers mm-hmm. aren't good enough. Steers aren't good enough to just roll it out there. Yeah, no. they got to show up and they got to take care of business. Mm-hmm. That's that's got to be their mantra, week in and week out. They can't. Here's the problem that they're having this year. We've seen them take some leads into the second halves of games this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they even did it on on Sunday night or Monday night against the Bears. You're up you're up twenty to six going into the fourth quarter. And we've seen this happen against Seattle as well. Those teams are willing to stick with their running game. And the reason for that, in my estimation, is because they know the Steelers aren't going to run away from them. That's the thing, right. Yeah. They know the Steelers aren't going to put up 30. We're in a bind. More than likely. Steelers are controlling this game, but we don't have to get one-dimensional. And we don't want to let the TJ and Cam and these guys know that we're throwing every time. I mean, that's the last thing they want to do. So they're going to stick with the running game and their original game plan. Longer than most teams, or longer than against most teams, yeah. even when they're losing. That being said, the <laughs> Lions yeah. aren't a great running team. No. And the quarterback is not a running threat at all. That's a big difference from last week. Yeah. I mean, the Bears are a better football team It's a big Lions. difference from the Seattle game. At least Geno Smith right, could right, run, right. too, you know. It, it, at least have to keep athlete. you honest. And, you know, you can break things if when it doesn't go to script. When things don't go to script for the Lions offense, it Goff, ends up in a sack. Yeah, golf is right, it's right. bad news for golf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um and even I mean, I give them credit. They they went out of their way to really build a talented offensive line. And we'll see parts of that, but they've had injuries there too, you know, yeah. and their backups aren't very good and you know, of course. And they I mean, don't have just, dynamic receivers that are no. gonna get open right away so that you know, the quarterback ends up holding the ball a little bit longer mm-hmm. and sack. I mean, like, Darnell Mooney's not a tremendous player, but he's dangerous, and he's a starter in this league. He would be a star. They would kill for Darnell Mooney. (laughs) Or, you know, if we preview in this game, we'd be like, well, maybe Mooney will get behind him. And, you know, it's hard to envision where does the 75-yard play from this offense come that breaks your back. It would have to be some kind of trick play, which brings us back to our original. Something like that, right. Again, totally blown coverage. Throwback to, to, you know, something or, you know, flea flicker or something that that, that, – if somebody gets sucked in out of position, mm-hmm. they don't trust their eyes, and they get behind you know they get behind you for an easy score. I mean, even like DeAndre Swift, really like the player. I mean, he'd be welcome on any team. If you have him on your fantasy team, you're very happy about it. He's productive every week, and we both don't love Pro Football Focus, but he's like their worst rated pure ball carrier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Their good things have problems. Yeah, <laughs> is what right. I'm getting at here. You know, like this is one of their foundational players, 
and he's not doing anything on the ground. Not really his fault, in my opinion. But like Jamal Williams is a little bit better when they hand him the ball. But he, the run discrepancy is crazy too. Like I, I don't know what the, I forget what the numbers are, but the opponents are running for like sixty or seventy more yards a game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a big big number, and the and the Lions opponents run the ball more than any team more than anyone in the league because they're always losing. Yeah, because they give up uh, a score on 51.9% of the opponent opponent drives against them. Yeah. It's, it's the most in the number. league. I mean, massive over half number. of the half the time you get the ball, the you go down and score. Right. And a lot of them are they're also the worst red zone defense in the league. They turn the, <laughs> they turn the ball over. They yeah. don't take it away. I mean, the most stunning number I heard or you know, cited at all this week was they've never had a lead in the second half. Not yeah. even for one snap. The Bears <laughs> had a lead last week against the Steelers for about a minute and a half. Yeah, right, but they had right. a lead. I mean, they've had a couple games that have gone close. I mean, the, the overtime game to the Ravens never had a lead. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, holy smokes. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, um, it's hard to so do. It, it really is, um, you know. But again, you you can stub your toe in games like this. And, you can. And I know people say, "Well, this is the kind of game Mike Tomlin always loses." I don't Look, think so. I don't see it that I, way. I just brought up the game from 1992 where Bill Cowher almost mm-hmm. lost a game like this. It happens in the NFL. The Bills lose right. to the Jaguars in the NFL. I mean, because was, as Mike Tomlin said, there's there are no FCS opponents. There's nobody that you're bringing in for homecoming, right? To right. be your your sacrificial lamb, right? <laughs> I mean, frankly, a team like the Jets or the Jags, they're a little scarier to me. You know, like Houston and Detroit. There's not many ways. There's for not them much to foundational. You. No, there's no explosion. There's no well. That guy could do some damage, or boy, Trevor Lawrence. Houston might even have more of that because at least they have cooks. At least they have cooks, right? right like right. your number one, your top two. Actually, receiving, their defense isn't awful either. Yeah, but your top two receiving options are Hawkinson, who's mm-hmm. a nice tight end. I like great love. Yeah, I love Hawkinson. But is he going to take the top off the defense? No, no. I, I forget. And, and, a, and your running back. Those are your top two receiving options. Like Hawkinson's target share is through the roof compared to the rest of his career. But his A dot's unbelievably low. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, he's catching all, the ball six yards down the field and getting tackled, doing what he can, and yeah. he's fighting off double coverage, and he's a great player, and he's able to still produce. And then in garbage time, they throw a ton, and you know, he yeah. sits down against you know deep zones and things like that. That's what they are. I mean, they're they're they are really rough. They are. <laughs> um, you know, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, if the Steelers are down. Some guys on offense, that's a mm-hmm. problem. Um, oh, without question. You know, mm-hmm. if Claypool doesn't play, okay, you you got, again, with Ebron coming back, you can kind of offset that a little bit. If Harris doesn't play, now you get a problem. Yeah, I mean, if you're the guys carrying or the, the guys touching the ball are Gentry and Snell right. and Bellage and you get it in Ray Ray and you get into that. Now your offense is, is pretty similar. Yeah. You're right. I mean, you're not in the far off. You know, it's not like. They have, the Steelers have this unbelievable offensive line quarterback combination that right. raises all ships no matter what. You know, I mean, it, if Claypool's 50-50, I, I think I'd probably sit him and do what we did to start the show and incorporate Ebron and things like that a little bit more. But if they don't have Harris, now all of a sudden I'm worried. Yeah, now, the, now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now all bets are off. Now it's like, oh, okay. Which they never really are. All bets are never off. All bets are – there's always – you can always bet. <laughs> <laughs> right. My bet. Yeah, um, so we'll see what that is. I, I said there's no homecoming games, but this actually is the Steelers uh, alumni weekend, or oh. actually the, the Hall of Honor weekend, I should say, 
Uh, so it is slightly a homecoming. Uh, but And it's the opponent you would pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's like we want to get a win and show all the old guys that we, we have a pretty respectable team, these are who you bring to town. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. 